Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Michael Reed on LMFM. And uh, Minister for Justice Helen McEntee has uh, published uh, the O'Malley Review of uh, Protections for Vulnerable Witnesses in the Investigation and Prosecution of Sexual Offences. This is a, a review that uh, the previous Minister for Justice, Charlie Flanagan, requested back in 2018 following the Belfast Rugby Rape Trial, as it was known. A review group was established involving members of Angarda Siakona, the Office of the DPP, the Court Service and uh, the Probation Service. It was chaired by Barrister Tom O'Malley, uh, a lecturer in law at NUI Galway. Uh, and it makes some 50 recommendations uh, today and uh, we'll hear about some of them now with Nolene Blackwell, Chief Executive Officer of the Dublin Rape Crisis Centre. And a very good morning to you, Nolene, and thanks for joining us. Uh, it, it was a long time in the coming this report. It was, Michael. Uh, at, at a very early stage, we thought it might issue by the end of 2018 and then the end of 2019. But look, uh, it's, it's a report done by an absolute expert in his topic. He has written, literally, the books on sexual offences, um, uh, Tom O'Malley from uh, NUI Galway. And in, uh, and, and in addition, there's obviously a lot of thought gone in to the framing of the report in a way that makes it practical. So because we... <laughs> Because we think the report is a, a, a good report and because the minister has promised an implementation plan for it within the next 10 weeks and because the programme for government said they would implement the recommendations of the report, we are going to uh, put the... <laughs> The, the delay and the fretting of the past behind us and just focus on what is good in the report mm. and what really needs to happen in order to give victims a fair hearing in our criminal justice system. Okay, the Minister is going to prioritise a a number of the recommendations because it is obviously a a huge report with some 50 recommendations. Yeah, so so there are a number of things that are going to take a bit more time than others. Um, But So, for instance, one of the ones that I know she is very anxious to, to move forward is on raising awareness in relation to consent because at the end of the day, Michael, like you and I have said before, it's the absence of consent that does the harm and that creates the crime in so many sexual offences. So she's going to move forward on some of those that can be maybe started now. Uh, But some of the key uh, recommendations in the report are going to take a little bit of time to work out. So they're going to take that 10 weeks to work out what Mm -hmm. the plan is. 
um, and among them are the recognition of how alone and lonely uh, victims and other vulnerable witnesses indeed in the justice system feel um, and they feel alone and lonely because very often they don't actually have access to the information so one of the recommendations in the report is that there be a comprehensive um, location for all information that anyone might need who suffered uh, a, um, a sexual offence, whether they're going to report it or not, which is a great idea. So public mm. information like that. And then the provision of some form of legal advice and aid. We don't quite know what that's going to look like yet, but free legal information and advice for people. Because you make so many decisions as you're reporting. You know, you make decisions about whether you're going to report without necessarily knowing what the consequences are. And then as you go through the system, it doesn't provide for what we would have liked, which was... um, representation for these victims right throughout the court process, but uh, an increased level of uh, support for victims from lawyers is very welcome indeed. So that's kind of a big piece of work. And then also in relation to lawyers, there's a a number of recommendations around the need for training. Mm. And indeed for judges as well. Judges, yeah, I call, yeah, they're, they're, they're part of the legal system as well. For judges, for those who are prosecuting, for those who are defending, for guards, for those in the DPP's office, for anyone who's coming in contact with a victim in two ways, Michael. One is to recognize that trauma is not a hysterical reaction. Trauma is a real injury to a person's to a person's emotions, to their psyche, to them. And it has a real impact on them. So that's one thing. And then also awareness raising about how our society actually tends to blame victims when they're blameless. So the way a person is dressed, the place a person Mm. went, the amount they had to drink, none of this commits the crime of rape or other sexual abuse. That's done by somebody who carries out the non-consensual abusive behaviour. So that's really mm. important. Some lawyers. Or are how many committed. partners did you have in the past? Are, are, are you uh, promiscuous? Uh, these are, yeah. are quite often things that are, are brought in, into a trial. But if questions like that are going to be asked, uh, if these recommendations are implemented, uh, there will have to be preliminary hearings uh, for those yeah. issues to be raised in first. And the minister is prioritising legislation to provide for such hearings. Which, which is really, really important because we and, and the other rape crisis centres around the country often accompany people to court for support. And you can imagine the amount of time and effort it takes to gear yourself up to tell details of intimate abuse mm. from somebody you know to a room full of strangers for the most part and all of them listening and knowing you're going to be cross-examined on it and then to be stuck on the morning of the hearing by being told, in addition to everything, you're going to be questioned on your sexual history or your uh, exactly your, your the number of partners you had before. Mm-hmm. So all of that is... It is very difficult for victims. It's also a terrible waste of time. So one of the biggest issues that victims have in the court system is the delay. So this is about managing the case a little bit better. If someone wants, uh, if someone feels this person sexual, the, the victim's sexual history is relevant, then raise it in advance. Let the judge hear it, not on the morning of the trial. Also, other things around it. What information is to be disclosed? What material is to be disclosed? All of those things currently create massive time-wasting opportunities. And in the meantime, 
than getting another date for a hearing. You know, somebody can be told, I'm sorry, we have to adjourn now, and you won't get a date for a year. And that's another year you have to bear all of this. Again, bearing in mind that you're likely to know the person and they could indeed be your intimate partner or a member of your family. So those kind of things. Now, O'Malley himself says he hasn't quite solved all of the delays in the court system, but this will go some way towards improving the efficiency of the courts, which is in everyone's Mm. interest. Well, that can only be a good thing. Uh, What about uh, the headline uh, that uh, people are hearing this morning uh, about uh, names uh, not being disclosed, that people would be entitled to anonymity unless they're found guilty? Yeah, so at the moment, that's the situation. If somebody is charged with rape or aggravated sexual assault and their case is going ahead, say, in the Central Criminal Court, then in that case, the accused person is entitled to anonymity uh, until uh, such time as there's a conviction, if there is a conviction. And even then, it isn't always the case that's disclosed. But for those cases which carry the heaviest sentence, there is an anonymity until conviction. But for sexual offences which carry a lower sentence, that's not the case. It's just one of the anomalies anomalies mm-hmm. in our law. And so O'Malley said, well, first of all, let's make sure we have the same system for all sexual offences, which makes sense. And then the question was, do you go like every other type of case where even if somebody doesn't want their name put out for uh, dangerous driving or um, robbery or something like that, they are named at the time of charge in mm. public. But in fact, O'Malley is, has gone through this in some detail and he takes the view, like indeed we do as well in the Dublin Rape Crisis Centre, that in fact these cases are so intimate, they are so personal to people, that in fact there is value in the anonymity. In the same way you have anonymity in the private family law court. So if someone's going for divorce, their names can't be mentioned in public either because this is a private matter and it's very intimate and society would gossip about mm. it either on social media or indeed in general society as well um, and that's not in anybody's interest. Well there's a, a balance of rights as such isn't there in uh, deciding on, on this or trying to weigh it up uh, in your mind yes. in that you know uh, you're to be tried uh, in front of your peers uh, and I suppose that's the argument for naming people uh, in public uh, but then there's false accusations uh, that uh, sometimes happen uh, and uh, I think a, a lot of people uh, who uh, watched uh, what Sil Fox went through would be asking should people be named like that and, and indeed in, every, in everybody's interest in that case in, in those cases false accusations against everybody against the person who brings the case against the person who's accused, against the guards sometimes. So it is an area where people speculate, where they make assumptions, uh, where they make assumptions even about an acquittal along the way. So just because these are cases that cannot be compared to the test of a car, uh, there there is value because of the intimacy and because of the the way in which people are, you know, like scandal, really, will, uh, and they will build up scandalous stories. In that case, we are bucking the trend in the rest of the common law world, in England and Wales, in Northern Ireland. They are going to continue to name uh, the accused people. But we saw how that served nobody's purpose, actually, in Belfast, because neither the victim, the, the victim wasn't kept anonymous as a result of all the speculation that went on uh, and it really it, it, it could have 
compromised the trial in so many ways because the defendants were celebrities and known to all of us. So it's just one of those things where if we can have the uh, situation where the, the, the victim and the accused are both anonymous until a sentence is pronounced, then in that case, mm. it should be the case that the, uh, the defendant will normally be named post-conviction, unless it would actually mean that, uh, that the victim would be named as well. So, for instance, you know, if it was mm-hmm. a family matter. And then there must also be the right for the, uh, and this I have to confess, I haven't seen yet because a very big report and it only came out today. Um, But there should also be the right for the victim to to name himself or herself either if they want to do it. To take it it on themselves to do that uh, when they waive their own anonymity, as uh, the case may be. But where does social media come into all of this? Uh, Nolene, uh, because if I, I remember correctly, uh, the identity of the victim in the Belfast trial uh, was made public through social media. Uh, and, and people will tell you social media is not policeable. Yeah, so so there is a, there is a, a quite a substantial uh, 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 section of the report uh, addressing that and just trying to work out how to manage it. It is true for a whole lot of trials. Uh, O'Malley isn't going to be able to solve it all. It's a bigger problem for the court system, uh, but the court system is coming to an overall conclusion that, for instance, the kind of things that have, happened in the Belfast rugby rape trial, where people were tweeting out every minute. Will, will not be allowed into the future. It will be a contempt of court if the person can be found to have done it. Uh, and, and there will be uh, provisions for contempt of court for people who breach the rules uh, of court in the same way that if you went into a court as a journalist, you're bound by rules around publication. Mm-hmm. And O'Malley will try and uh, uh, and try and adapt those as well. It's it's n- it's not going to be perfect because social media can be a horrible place um, and a, a place where people can hide and lurk anonymously as well. Uh, but for the most part, there there will be greater sanctions for people who breach the normal court reporting rules. Okay, so if you can't read about it in the newspapers or hear somebody's name on the radio, you shouldn't be able to find out who it is on the internet, in other words. Absolutely, absolutely. And I mean, it's it's so... Uh, it's, it's so it's, it's like you know it's like people treat it like it was television mm. instead of real people. And again, I think maybe there's something around awareness raising as well about the whole impact of these trials on the victim. They are so deeply personal. They are so intimate, and uh, and and they have such a huge impact on the com- on the person who r- makes the report in the first place. Also, in truth, mm. on the accused. So for people to go speculating about them on social media can, can have a terribly damaging impact when people only think they are being smart or clever or funny or whatever, whereas in fact they're doing real damage. And we, I suppose we're, we're going to have to learn, social media is probably still new enough, not that new, but maybe we have to learn uh, to recognise uh, that actually these are real life situations with real life hurt and real life damage and real life consequences.
Uh, and anybody uh, who's living with uh, that hurt or damage who wants to talk to somebody can do so uh, through your 24-hour helpline. The Dublin Rape Crisis Centre 24-hour helpline is 1-800-77-8888. That's 1-800-77-8888. Nolene, thanks as always for joining us Thank you, morning. Michael. Thank you indeed. Nolene Blackwell is the Chief Executive Officer of the Dublin Rape Crisis Centre. Michael, Michael Reed on, on LMFM. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.